Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest Happy Monday, Edwin. Happy Monday, Andrew. Kicking off this July 3rd. Maybe it's a, maybe it's a weekend extended weekend for people. Maybe maybe some people are getting a whole bunch of days off. Maybe so. I I know you were about to say Happy Independence Day, but that's tomorrow. Can I tell you, I'm a little bit excited about it. <laughs> love the fireworks. Love the love the uh, Americana. Love the Fourth of July. Uh, we'll it's get one there. of my favorite parts of the summer. We'll get there. We'll get there. But right now, Psalm 97. Psalm 97. Psalm 97. There's a certain amount of this that is like third verse, same as the first two verses. <laughs> well, as you've mentioned, brother, we've we've gotten into a section. Yes, a section of psalms here. Yes, uh, that are are would these be regal then? Regal psalms? Yes, regal psalms, royal psalms. Royal psalms. Uh, well, yes, about the king, about the right. reign, about uh, all the things that correspond with that. It's really powerful, and I'm I'm. I am actually super excited about this week, even though there is so much similarity, which, of course, makes it hard trying to be creative to come up with conversations a, to have a little but, different angle on but it. But really what we're going to have is just several weeks that just talk about how amazing God is as king, mm-hmm. which, of course, mm-hmm. leads us to talk about Jesus. So I'm really looking forward to Friday when we find Jesus in Psalm 97. But uh, just some really good stuff. These are, again, as you pointed out, I think last week or the week before, we've had sections where there's just one sad psalm after another and it's like have you know we're down in the pits and despair for for so many weeks yeah uh so it's great to be up high on the mountain praising god as king and uh, and i'm glad we're getting to do that and i I like what you've brought up uh, on a couple different occasions that just shows that in putting these psalms together these hymnals together for israel there are themes yes and that's the way we put together hymnals today and while we would say that sad psalms say so much Mm-hmm. So do royal psalms. Amen. <laughs> so do royal psalms. So let's get into Psalm 97, and let's just be excited about the praise here. I'm going to read from the English Standard Version. The Lord reigns. Let the earth rejoice. Let the many coastlands be glad. Clouds and thick darkness are all around him. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of his throne. Fire goes before him and burns up his adversaries all around. His lightnings light up the world. The earth sees and trembles. The mountains melt like wax before the Lord, before the Lord of all the earth. The heavens proclaim his righteousness, and all the people see his glory. All worshipers of images are put to shame who make their boast in worthless idols. Worship him, all you gods. Zion hears and is glad, and the daughters of Judah rejoice because of your judgments, O Lord. For you, O Lord, are most high over all the earth. You are exalted far above all gods. O you who love the Lord, hate evil. He preserves the lives of his saints. He delivers them from the hand of the wicked. Light is sown for the righteous and joy for the upright in heart. Rejoice in the Lord, O you righteous, and give thanks to his holy name. Amen. Amen. What a great description of a mighty and powerful God. Yes. And one of the things that's happening here, we do see the theme. We see how all these are connected together. Every week we've kind of gone through that. Book four begins with Psalm 90, Moses Psalm. Mm -hmm. We get into Psalm 91 and 92 and 93. And each of those three delve into a particular statement in Psalm 90 and meditate upon that. But Psalm 93 opens up now this 
repeated meditation on the reign of the Lord. Yeah. But between 96 and 97, we, we have kind of, again, we're going to delve into this statement made in Psalm 96. So you remember in Psalm 96 and verse 11, let the heavens be glad and let the earth rejoice. Mm-hmm. Now, where do we begin in Psalm 97? Right at that point, the Lord reigns, let the earth rejoice. Yeah. So now we're, we're delving in and meditating. It's like... Uh, I don't know. You probably experienced this when you're writing sermons and you're in a passage and you realize that as you're writing a sermon that, oh, this is actually a series. I, I you know, I've, I've, I've been working through this chapter and really this needs to be four lessons on this chapter. So, you know what, let's just, let's pick this one part. And now I'm going to focus on that part. And then as you get into that part, you realize, oh wait, this is also a series. <laughs> you know, it's like you can keep, you can keep honing. You can keep moving in. I, that, that is a beautiful example to give. I wish I could tell you that I've had that moment in my preparation. Uh, often it hits me in the middle of presentation. Well, oh, I'm, no way. I, this was a four-part series. Well, I, listen, oh, no I'm there way. with you. This subpoint was another series. <laughs> Sorry, brethren. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, look, look. You, you know well that I have been exactly in that point, but it's the it's still that that recognition that we can you can keep taking a deep dive it's a, you, you can keep drilling down and that's what's mm-hmm. happening here mm-hmm. psalm 93 drilled down on a statement in psalm 90 about the reign of god and then now we've got this series of psalms drilling into the reign of god and then psalm 97 drills down on a statement in psalm 96 as we mm-hmm. just meditate deeper and deeper one of the things here spiral yeah <laughs> yeah one of the things here on that is just the nature of meditation Okay, what a great lesson about meditation. That's the way it works. Yes. Yeah. Meditation, as you meditate on a verse, for me, you meditate on a, a book or a chapter or a passage or a verse, and the more you think about it, the more you realize, oh, wait a minute, this statement goes deeper. Let me think about that statement. Mm-hmm. And as it's making connections with other passages in Scripture, you dig in and dig in and dig in. And what a, what a powerful step toward maturity Mm-hmm. Growth toward maturity mm-hmm. that that provides. Yeah, you know, as you're as you're first reading a verse, you're probably looking at like I don't even know what this means. Yeah, I, 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 okay, I, this is like going over my head. I got to think about this a little well, bit. Well, in particular, when it's a lot of poetry. I mean, don't you find that poetry particularly will give more? Oh, sure. If you'll dedicate the time. Yes. You know, it it just it's a gift that way, and just sure. keep unwrapping it and unwrapping it. Yeah, especially with the imagery and the plays on words and the the connections to other poems. I think we've been seeing that in the psalm. So, what a great lesson just about meditation, meditative study. Yeah. And and, and reminder. I know we've said this in the past couple weeks meditation is not what the eastern religions would tell us andrew it is Mm -hmm. not emptying your mind Mm -hmm. it is filling your mind with the word of god it is it is drilling down on what god has said and and getting into the nooks and crannies and the nuances and the connections and allowing that to fill us so that it just comes out of us yeah so as i was reading these first couple of verses uh, and I appreciate what you're saying about you. You see them building on one another. Yeah. But I, I saw a strong callback to that Moses authorship in Psalm 90 and sure. particularly Exodus events as the Lord is described in his reign, particularly picking up in verse two. Yes. Clouds and darkness surround him. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of his throne. A fire goes before him and burns up his enemies round about. 
his lightnings like light the world, the earth sees and trembles, the mountains melt like wax at the presence of the Lord. Yes. And I'm seeing that um, Sinai picture and how terrified the people were of God that he has descended in a way upon that mountain. And so what does that mean? Black smoke coming up all around to where he is hidden from the people fires apparently erupting in different places around the mountain and one of the people say to Moses he is too great we cannot go near him you go up before us and I've often thought about Moses at that time uh, how different the Lord's appearance to him on the mountain at that than prior when it was that burning bush that was an amazing thing here's this fire and it does not consume the bush what a wonderful thing and i must draw near unto it yeah check it out but now when you're at the base of that mountain and nobody wants to go near mount sinai for all the smoke and the fire yeah same god yes same yahweh yes and moses needs to go up to him the god who reigns but it's a terrible sort of a thing it's it's a terrifying and this is one of those places where just the history of the word terrible mm. is interesting for us today terrible well, i mean it just means terrible we when we hear terrible we think oh that is bad or charles is, barkley you know yeah terrible 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 you know terrible basketball this is, yeah this is bad <laughs> it's awful it's hideous it's it's all those negative things but but that word in its history in its beginning is this awe and fear there's a little bit of yeah, I am frightened, but at the same sure. time, I am overwhelmed and I am amazed that the the terrifying, yeah, uh, awesome that that's where this word comes from, and that that uh, more antiquated sense of that word really fits this psalm. Yeah, the, the modern res- sense of terror and terrifying doesn't. Uh, well, unless I'm not following God, if I'm not following God, then yeah, that modern sense actually probably should apply. I should be in that kind of terror if I'm not going to follow the judge of all the earth. But that that more antiquated sense, historical sense of the word fits this, that that awesome, the awesome terror, terrifying, uh, am- amazing, beautiful, glorious, majestic, magnificent. All of that together is what we're seeing in this psalm. Well, and it's like this God is so great and the light that emanates from him. I, I want to see him. Moses, show me your glory. But yet his glory is so great. No, you can't handle it. And so he's you behind, can't see it. So he's behind clouds, clouds and thick, darkness. dark, thick clouds. Yes. So even though I want to see him, I can't handle seeing him. He is so great. He ought not to be seen. Yes. That messes with my mind a little bit. <laughs> so as I was meditating on that, one of the things I thought about just, I mean, yes, it is that picture of he needs to be covered. He needs to be mm-hmm. hidden from our view, lest it destroy us. Because we can't handle we it. We can't handle it. But it also just made me think about God's working in the world just just consistently throughout history. You know, there are some points mm-hmm. because the scripture tells us God did this. We know God did this. This is the hand and this is the finger yeah. of God. But very often we're in that kind of Mordecai Esther statement of who knows, but maybe yeah, perhaps you know, God, perhaps. God's action is wrapped in clouds and thick darkness. And okay. here, maybe God is working directly. Maybe not. Maybe this is providence. Maybe it's just the way the world is working out. I can't always know. Yeah. And, and I was just thinking about the fact that we need to understand that is how God works. Even when he was on Mount Sinai mm-hmm. and it was clearly him, it was enveloped in that mystery. It was enveloped in that cloud and that yeah. darkness that said, we don't get to know everything about God. And everything about what God is doing, yeah. we, we just don't get to see that. 
Because that's the nature of God and the nature of humanity. We're just not going to be able to. It puts me in mind a, a lesson that Moses was teaching about the idea of, of revelation, that the secret things are known by God. Uh, what he has chosen to reveal and make known, that, that is for us and that's for everyone, but, but that's not all there is. And there are some things um, about his workings and his creation perhaps hinted at in Revelation, but we will not know the full mm. until that glorious day when we are with him forever in heaven. There's an aspect of this homing in on God as king and especially on God as the king judge. Mm. Uh, so Psalm 97, in its praise and its glory of God, we do have to admit, and pardon the pun, it does focus on what we might consider the dark side of that. Not just okay. the clouds and thick darkness, but the fact is, today, knowing the message of Jesus and the love and the salvation that God is offering through him, yeah. it is hard for me to continue to remember, but for folks who will not submit to the king, what is coming is judgment, and it is right. So that's verse 3. In our psalm, a fire goes before him and burns up his enemies round about. We don't like to think about God in his fire. Uh, you know, in, in the New Testament, talking about hell, people don't want to hear about hell. No. They'll be preaching about hell. Mm -mm. Never mind that no one spoke about hell more in the New Testament than Jesus Christ himself, that there really is a fire prepared for the devil and his angels and then those who would follow the devil and his angels, the enemies of God. The, the use of fire throughout the Hebrew scriptures, especially in judgment, Genesis 19.24, Sodom and Gomorrah. Sodom and Gomorrah. The, the fire that comes fire on. Fire and brimstone there. In, in Exodus 9, um, 23 through 24, when there's the, the plague, I believe it's the seventh plague. It's the plague of hail, but if you read it, it is intermingled yeah. with there's fire. fire in the hail, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Leviticus 10 Nadab and Abihu Ooh, taken the, out by the, the fire, fire comes out of their censer plate. Yes. Yeah. Numbers 11, one, when the people are complaining, it's just a little paragraph just kind of thrown in there. Yeah. And there's, there's more of the story around and before it, but just this one little instance where they're complaining and God sends a plague of fire in number 16 and 35. A lot of us remember that Korah, Dathan and Abiram and their families, the yes. earth opened up and swallowed them, them, but there were some other men following them that fire from the Lord came and consumed them. Deuteronomy 9 and verse 3 says that God is a consuming fire. I mean, that's just that's just what we find out. And, of course, that's uh, Deuteronomy 9, uh, 4, verse 24, same thing. God is a consuming fire, and mm -hmm. this is quoted in Hebrews, Hebrews 12, yeah. 29. We need to understand, and the reality isn't for those who refuse to give allegiance to the king— Mm-hmm. That is actually the right response from God. And I think the reason why we don't like it is because there's always the fear that it's going to be me. Mm. And so here's here's the thing. Well, don't let it be you. Give mm. allegiance to King Jesus. Amen. Give allegiance to King Jesus and be rescued and delivered. And we're mm -hmm. going to talk about rescue and deliverance later because we are now way past our time. So why don't you go <laughs> ahead and lead us in prayer? Our great God and Father, thank you, Lord, for today. Thank you we can have this time to read Psalm 97, to uh, meditate and learn about meditation of your greatness as the reigning king of all the universe. Father, you are mighty, 
And though you must be hidden in cloud and darkness surrounded by that, we know, Father, that you you rest upon righteousness and justice. And, Father, you will make all things right in the end in one great day of judgment. We thank you for a Savior, Jesus Christ, who would deliver all from that through your gospel. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.